My name's Dustin. <laughs> My name's Sylvia. I'm Bob. And this is... Movies against time. Please! This is for talking! For the fugitive! You ruined Schindler's Land! For all Jackie Chan movies! Boogie Nights! And take Mama's house! And what was our pick for this week, Sylvia? Oh, it's Aliens. <laughs> 1979. Well, if it was 1979, then you picked Alien. Alien, yes. Boom! Corrected you so good. I gotta get a sting for that. <laughs> Dustin just got you. And why did I pick this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Am I supposed to? Hey, Sylvia, why did you pick this movie? <laughs> I picked this movie because I realized we have never done a sci-fi horror. God, this movie's great. I was so mad. I mean, I've seen it on VHS tape. I've caught yeah. it on, you know, cable. I didn't watch it in theaters when it came out because I didn't get born for another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't go to theaters in 2003 and see Because apparently that's what made me was upset. Was it re-released in theaters? Yes. I in 2003, that. it was re-released along with the director's cut. Is what they, Well, yeah, it was the director's cut. Right. And that's what we all watched. And I found that out like last night. <laughs> So mad. I wanted to watch the original, original. Right. Because apparently the two different versions, their time is, is about the same. Right. The director's cut is actually shorter by a minute. Yeah. And it changes some pivotable... Sp- oh, I don't know why I went for it again. <laughs> <laughs> why did I go for it again? I knew it wasn't going to happen. Like crucial it's plot just- points. <laughs> that one word tongue twister. Just done with it. <laughs> Pivotal. It has left the vocabulary. I don't know no why I want to put a B in there. Pivotable. <laughs> it's a pivotable moment. Something else. Pivotable. What is it? What is it when something's pivotable? Can, I can't even say that I don't name know. anymore you can turn it. because you've ruined it pivots. for me. Yeah, pivots. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's not a word. <laughs> not yet. Ah. But this is the episode. This is the pivotable episode where we make that a word. Yeah, but now it's used incorrectly in that sentence. <laughs> we decide what it means. The non-existent word is used incorrectly. Well, what's the definition of it? It's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Until now. Until this. Once a podcast Well, if you're internet, inventing a word, you tell me what it is. <laughs> I can't give you a definition of your imaginary word. When Dustin means important, I guess would be the definition of pivotable. <laughs> no, that's pivotal. No, not when I mean it's it. It's the original version. When of I that mean word. that word, it comes out pivotal. <laughs> oh god. I feel like we're we're not even talking about the movie now. You aren't. What movie? Pivotable. <laughs> I want to talk about it before the sequel Starry, comes out. Pivotable Starry, 2. Starry, Peter Luke Pepper's Wilson. pivotal moment of Peter Pecan's pickle shoes. That's how you sound. He sells seashells. Yes. I gave up right in the middle. I knew I wasn't getting any farther. Peter Piper picked a peck of pivotal <laughs> pivotal peppers. How many pivotal peppers did Peter Piker pick? What is happening right Red now? Red leather, yellow leather. I don't know what happened. I lost the podcast. Don't worry, it'll get all cut. <laughs> they changed the movie. Did you know that? No. <laughs> With the director's cut. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> pivotal points. I only know of one that was really pivotal. Well. I said it correctly. 
I guess it's not pivotal, <laughs> but it does take away the fact that the company knows about the aliens the whole time. Right. In in the original cut, not the director's cut, we get the scene of uh, Ripley talking to Tom Skerritt's character, Dallas. Right. And she's like, how long have you known this Ash? He goes, the last five missions I've been on with the same science officer, he got added on two days ago. So it, they tell you the fact that the company added him two, right. two days ago. And she was already suspecting him of something. Yeah. But in the director's cut, they cut that whole scene. Yep. That's the only one I would say was really relevant. Yeah. Or would you say pivotable? No. Okay. You wouldn't say that? No. Okay. <laughs> he just gives you a weird, creepy vibe through the whole thing. Like, he doesn't care that much. Yeah. Yeah. There was he doesn't a, really show any emotion at all. No, no, but there was a weird point, especially if you're trying, because, you know, watching it back now that you know he's a, a robot, there's a weird point that right before they have a, a away team go out, he takes like, he takes a seat and is watching from a, a monitor. Yeah. Right before he sits down, he does like this weird running man move and like blows <laughs> on his hand like he's cold. Yeah. It's like weird that he would add that in if he's a android. Yeah, that was a little weird. Is that what they call him? Androids? I didn't understand that. They, they they were doing like a mic check, right? That Dallas was like, "Hey, can you hear us? Oh can yeah, you can me? you hear me?" And he smiled. And He's mouthed. like waving at them. Yeah, that's an android. And then he answers them on the mic. <laughs> I think he's the dumbest android I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think hands down, Ash is the dumbest android. Probably here. Yeah. He's not great, but I think he's trying to make them not suspect that he's an android. Definitely a contender. And but he I doesn't have a theory. know how to do it. Like Data had better ideas of how to do it, but it still didn't work out well. Data could outthink this android in a half second. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's not smart. Like he shouldn't have had to look in the microfine glass at the stuff. His eyes should have been just able to see, as far right. as I'm concerned. He's he's a dumb, dumb, stupid android. Even <laughs> when he tries to kill Ripley, what are you doing with a magazine? Why <laughs> you you're this super strong? It grabbed a hold of that that dude's chest. Parker grabbed his Koto, yeah. just grabbed like the pec muscle on his chest. Yeah, gave him a titty twister, and floored him. Uh huh. But, <laughs> but but he needs to roll up a magazine and shove it down her throat. And by the way, you're not covering her nose. <laughs> yeah. Her snoot's fine. She can well, still I'm not, breathe. I'm not sure he was trying to cut off her breath. I think he was trying to shove it all the way down her throat. But I'm confused. Most sci-fi movies. Always have the contention that it, that artificial intelligence cannot kill a human. Yeah, like they have something and yeah. as you programmed see, into them to prevent them. From what we saw in this movie, I feel like they he can't. can't. <laughs> yeah, well, like he's not like he can't like he can't go through with the whole thing. I think he's just dumb, and he thinks that's how you kill. If people. he wasn't interrupted, he probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> but I think from the other alien movies, they have that where they can't kill a. Human. I love. The synthetic employee in the sequel, Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Awesome. yeah, he's he was amazing. Good yeah, doing the knife trick with his fingers. That's all I was thinking. I mean, I, of course, I was wrapped in this movie. It's a great movie. It's better than the sequel by far. The sequel was Aliens. Yeah, just with an S at the end, right? That's the one that has. Uh, I think it's kind of cool if you mirror that last S. It's a two. <laughs> oh, that is kind of cool. Alien two. <laughs> what year did that one come out? I don't know. That was 80-something. 80 86, I think. Like a, It was a while after Alien, though, right? Yeah, I think it was 86. That's a long time. Like seven years six, later. Six, seven years after the original? Yeah. And it was, it was always a different director, right? This was the only Ridley oh, I don't Scott. Know. I don't know who directed the second one. I'm not sure. Yeah, the second one was uh, James Cameron. 
Was it? Was it? Or yeah. was that the third? The third was David Fincher. Okay. I think you like these movies. You're not I don't. even looking at your I notes. Hate. Oh, my notes. These aren't my <laughs> notes. I didn't take notes. These are just trying to think of a word that doesn't have the word notes in it. Coffee. I want to say cliff butter. notes. But <laughs> it's just your shopping list. <laughs> is, uh, yeah. This is my memo. No, it's just a list of names I'm going through one by one. <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible with names. Like, for the most part, I remember a lot of actors' names, but. When I'm like put on the spot, I kind of go up and draw blank sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, these are names of like people I know around town. Oh, yeah. yeah. It must have been really weird to watch this when it came out because you really don't know. They hide the fact that Ripley's the main character yeah. until like the third act. There was another scene they cut from the original with Ripley in Dallas. They had like a love scene or something. Really? Yeah. We didn't need that. <laughs> well, like, they were kind of trying to show that there was some kind of relationship more than just work between them. Yeah. Like, the only time you get that impression with the original is when they go in with the alien disappears and it falls on Ripley. And the way he grabs her to hold her to make sure she's okay. That's the that only That made time. me mad. If there was a spider-like creature like that and it fell right in front of me. You better get the fuck off of me. I want to move. <laughs> yeah. You better not lay on me protecting me. Oh, yeah. He jumped right in front of her. He, like, yeah. lays on her, though. Yeah. Like, he holds her down. She's not moving because of how he's protecting her. Yeah. And I would want to move. <laughs> I think I'd want to feel protected. Like I would want to be running as fast as I could. I feel like that was, like, the exact walls. moment that the thing died. Yeah. Because otherwise, what would cause it to fall? It would have been the exact moment that I <laughs> <laughs> ran into the opposite wall of where that creature was and knocked myself out. That's how you took it? There had to be like some kind of movement to get it to fall in the first place. I took it that he had shedded his skin and it had gone <clears> inside <throat> the other guy. What was his? Kane was the one that had the face hugger. Yeah, Kane. I had taken it that way and that Ash had hidden it. That's how I Do they ever it. call it face hugger in any of the movies? No, they actually call it butt hugger, which is it's, it's weird because <laughs> really? you think it wouldn't. Hmm. Because it is. It's like shedding its skin. It's it's not alive. Oh, because it's hugging you with its butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I... There you go. There's going to be a new horror movie that attaches to your rear end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I want to see the movie... I want to see the prequel to this, when these things attack those giant creatures. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert for anyone that stayed a fan of this series for the past 40 years. I forget years. what they're called. I saw it the other day. but I Yeah. Prometheus. Prometheans? Yeah, they're Prometheans. We find that, that out called? in the movie Prometheus that came out in, was it 2014 Was or that related to Alien? Yeah, it's Ridley Scott. Well, I'm saying, is it like the same Alien like universe in movies? Yep. Really? It's it, that not giant that. alien that we see in, in Alien. Yeah. That's sitting at that thing, the dead one with the yeah, chest like all busted the, like out. The skeleton of him. Is in Prometheus. But we see that that's just armor, and they take the helmet off, and it's like a, a person, but huge and murderous. <laughs> I might have to watch Prometheus again, then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so literally, if you are going down this dark, scary tunnel, and you see this huge alien that has been taken down, its stomach is... No longer there because something looks like it left its body. Are you going to sit around yeah, no, and still think about things? Are you leaving right at that well, second? Well, hold on. Is there a geocache nearby? There is no geocache. <laughs> nope. 
Yeah, no, get the. I, I love no, Lambert. No, the alien face huggers are the geocache. See, the, here's the problem with the movie, <laughs> and, and you got it right there. That's what they're searching. No for. one listens to women. <laughs> yeah. No, because Lambert says before they even get in the structure, she's like, "Hey, we should get out of here." And then they go in there, and like you said, they see this giant creature with its rib cage ripped out. It's obviously exploded from the inside. And Lambert's like, "Hey, we should get the hell out of here." Yeah, and they and still don't. <laughs> also, what was that guy's name that had his chest grabbed by the robot again? Uh, that was Parker. Okay. Parker. Parker, also, after they bring them on the ship, Parker had the most sensible thing. He's right. Any of them. Yes, freeze him. Why don't we freeze yes. them? How come they're not him. freezing them? kept screaming <laughs> that. How great is Parker? He said that shit like five times. <laughs> Plus the fact that if you're thinking scientifically. Which I always do. If this alien being is not going into the cold. It's not leaving because there's a huge snowstorm or whatever going on outside the elements. And you find its eggs in a wet, what did they say? It was like. They said there was a mist that activated or reacted when broken. Like a thin layer of mist above the eggs. But it was something else they had said. uh, Which I didn't even know what reacted meant. I didn't see any reaction. It seemed like mist. When he broke it, it made a hissing sound. Did it? I didn't notice that. I guess. Said, I don't know. It's like the goddamn tropical heat in here. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. So if this is where the eggs are, and you already stated it's tropically heated in there, it's wet, it's moist, and then Ash says, hey, let's throw heat balls at it, and he's the one that wants to keep this thing. Maybe you don't do what the the doctor says that wants to keep the alien and bring it back home. You go with the opposite thought pattern. Yeah, but at that point, they didn't know. They don't know that that's, he's a robot who's evil until he's out of the picture. No, but he's <laughs> telling them that he, he wants to bring it home. From the very beginning, he's trying everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he comes up with. You don't listen to him. You right. do something a freeze ball. Heat ball, freeze ball. Whatever ball you throw at this thing. <laughs> The free, he doesn't like the cold. That's what made him move when she's leaving the planet. But yeah. don't like fire either. Yeah, but he's not like running not, away Not from many it living things way. do like fire. <laughs> <laughs> this time watching it, it, it kind of threw me. I never realized that that whole giant, I was like, look how big their ship is. Yeah. That whole thing is just cargo. It's not their ship. Yeah. It's just a, the equivalent <clears throat> of a trailer on a truck. Yep. That made me mad too. <laughs> The, they, when they actually go to the planet and land, that's their whole ship. Yeah. Like, they have this cargo ship that they're hauling, and they couldn't figure out how to get two more escape pods on there, so it could figure yeah. out how to take all your people off if something went <laughs> wrong. They could be hauling that along with them. Yeah, it is stupid that the escape shuttle doesn't <clears throat> hold four people. Yeah, really. And it's a seven-man crew. Oh, no, you get to pick and choose who leaves. <laughs> were they at four at that point, or were they still at six? They were at four. Well, I mean, that was what they said when they said it. They were like, well, it doesn't fit four. Yeah. Yeah, that is really <laughs> ridiculous. Can haul a city block worth of planet, but uh, not enough room for two life shells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did not like that. So you're the guy looking at this egg, and you can kind of see through it. It's horrible. So you see this weird looking creature inside of it kind of moving around. and That really shit looked great. going to get yourself that close to this thing? No. <laughs> It's would, crazy, though, because... Considering you just found a giant with a hole in his chest. The effect <laughs> is just Ridley Scott doing his hands. That's cool. That's all it is. He's, like, doing like that. 
But looking at it, I'm I'm leaning into the screen to look at it. Like, what is that? At the same time, when it happens, like it's almost like it makes you draw in to see. Like, what that's the hell is that? Yeah, I knew exactly I the opposite. Exactly what was going to happen when that that's thing opened thing, up, though. and We're... I still got caught by the jump scare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, was... We've all seen it. We have the benefit of having already knows what what comes out of there. The chestburster is like the most iconic movie scene yeah, ever. Yeah. So, but, but in '79, they didn't know what was in that egg. So you are kind of like leaning in, like, what is that moving? And Mel Brooks mocked it in Spaceballs. And I think it makes sense. <laughs> and that's all you can think about when you see that scene. <laughs> you know that, right? Like, it, it ruined that scene. Alien dancing across yeah. the counter singing, hello, my baby. Hello, my and it's only because of how cartoony the original alien looks when it runs across the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even move like its legs moving. It's just like scoots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was screaming the whole time for each time I watch it is, get away from it. Run. Get out of there. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't listen to Lambert when she said, let's get the hell out of here. And then when they get back, they don't listen to Ripley. If 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 they just listened to Ripley, the whole franchise didn't have to happen. Yeah. We never even would have needed a Predator. <laughs> nope. All these things always seem to find a way. There may have been one creeping around and just planted an egg on the outside of the ship. Who knows? That was a big difference <laughs> from the director's cut and the theatrical release when they do get back in. Because Ash... I guess we should say, <laughs> I mean, everybody's seen Alien. They yeah. should have. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the point where the away team's coming back. Kane has the face hugger attached to his face. The acid, like, went through their space helmets. The captain's, like, trying to be cool about it. Dallas is like, yeah, no, just let us in. He's got something <laughs> on his face. <laughs> what do you mean something? I need confirmation. She's not letting him in. I don't know. It's, you know, an organism. Something organic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So she's going to follow quarantine, and everyone all of a sudden – and Dallas was like a company guy. Yeah. They were talking about pay in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And he's like – he He's the one that went and read the message from Mother first, too, though. Who? Dallas. Is he? When they were going to go see this thing, he's the one that got the message. Uh, Remember when they were all sitting in the cafeteria, and Ash came in and said, there's a message from Mother for you? Yeah. Uh, I, so Ash didn't see it first? I don't know. <laughs> I forget what I was saying. He may have had, he may have had Clarence too. I don't know, being the science guy, but I feel like if he's a robot, then he probably just has it downgraded into a system to come through. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. From the start, we see his mission was to get that alien back <clears throat> yeah. and crews yeah. expendable, and that was just for science officer only, who the company put in. So he knew from the start. The captain got the alert was that Ash had full responsibility of all science stuff. So he already knew he had nothing. He couldn't do anything. And the frustration that he must have felt going against everything he wanted oh, to do was stressful. I was saying, so he, it went through his helmet. They're trying to get in. Ash lets him in. Right. Yes. Even though it's against protocol. The big difference between the director's cut and the theatrical release, I was saying, is when Ripley comes down in the theatrical release, she just calmly walks in, asks how he's doing. And the director's cut is when Lambert slaps her in the face. Yeah. She was great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That actress. She cries a whole lot. Yeah. But it looked real. Yeah. Her crying looked genuine. <laughs> All I was thinking was if I had to get rid of one person on the ship that stressed me out, she'd be gone. <laughs> yeah. I would have been throwing her out the freaking She was pod. definitely the most panicky one out of the whole bunch. Yeah. Everything scared the hell out of her. <laughs> She's like the audience's perspective. Yeah. yeah. She reacts the way we react. 
she doesn't even want to go out. Like yeah. we wouldn't want to go out when they're like, I volunteer. Kate well, says, I volunteer. For, except for bringing the guy back on the ship. But that's because yeah. she was stuck pre- out there too. I'm pretty sure the whole audience is going, no, leave him there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because watching Prometheus, which again, I'm bringing up Prometheus, but it really is, it plays kind of like a more of a uh, reboot of the original than a sequel or a prequel. Yeah. Cause, but in, the, in, in Prometheus, uh, Charlize Theron, is the one that's like I'm not letting him on the ship if he ha- if he's contaminated. But in that movie, she's a bad guy, and we're no, not on her side, and we want him in. I truthfully believe if Lambert was in the ship and not outside, she'd be like, "Not don't let yeah, him." Yeah, she would be, "Don't let him." Yeah, in. she was the one that wanted to draw straws and just take a shuttle. I don't care if someone has to get left behind. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did not care. It was just the fact that she was out there with them, and all three of them were supposed to stay out there, not just the one that got attacked. Yeah. I don't know. If I was a captain and I needed a landing party, I think she would have been the one I left behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be the fucking cat? She was pretty useless. No, the cat was awesome. The no, cat I mean did left behind on lot. the planet. Yeah. To to go explore what yeah. this signal is. My point is... I, I wouldn't have taken her with me. <laughs> I don't think you could take Ripley because she was second in command. Third. Third. Third in command, sorry. Who was second then? Kane. When, when Dallas and Kane are off the ship, I'm in charge. Kane is second. Kane's the XO. Dallas is the captain. I don't know what Ripley's position is because it's space rank. <laughs> I love the lower deck crew. They're Brett, funny. Parker. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're so real. Yep. The, the way they talk when they land. Like blue collar workers. Yeah. yeah. The, everything's going to shit downstairs and they're like, <clears> well, <throat> how long do you think it'll take? And you hear them just, what are they fucking asking me that? Acting like they know what they're talking about. Tell them 17 hours. Yeah. 25 hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. That she's like, all right, I'm coming down there. I don't know what the hell she's coming down. She better not get in my damn way. She better not say nothing to me. <laughs> Ripley's trying to talk to him and all this gas is blowing all over the place. Yeah. As soon as she walks away, he just turns the valve and turns it off. Yeah, they were making it. It looks like the ship is still going crazy. Gas is yelling over the steam, escaping from the pipes, and they just turn it off when she walks away. Yep. <laughs> They're great. They're like the comedic relief. But, yeah. th- dude, she's all about regulations. I'm not letting you on here with a foreign organism. You brought a cat to space. <laughs> it's I her th- cat. I think they needed the cat. For yeah, space but the cat's missions? Not, the cat's not foreign to them, though. You're yeah. talking about like an alien entity how- bringing on the ship. I think it's irresponsible to bring a, sh- a cat. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, that, that, that. No, I don't. Do you know why? Why? So you have seven people trapped on a ship. That have to get along. Think about the stress level that goes on. When you're having a very bad day and things are going wrong, do you want to talk to a human? Or do you want to talk to something and hold something that's not going to talk back to you or anything else? And it's just a mental relief just to hold something that has nothing to say that's alive, but not a person. You just described the dog. I strived a cat or a dog. (laughs) Or dog. A dog at least would have... It could smell out things. We train dogs to smell out certain things. It can be an attack. The cats are just cats. They don't help. They're just cats. The cat got Brett killed. If it wasn't for that cat, Brett would still be alive right now. If Brett listened to the cat and heard this meowing and the frustration the cat had, he wouldn't have been going in the same direction. He wouldn't have fallen. He wouldn't have been in the same room if he didn't have to chase the cat. (laughs) Why are you guys lacing up boxing gloves? (laughs) <laughs> I'm done with these cats. <laughs> It'd make more sense to bring birds. 
<laughs> like they used to do in old days when they go mining. Yeah. Send a bird out into the atmosphere. If the bird dies, you can't breathe. I hated the device <laughs> that uh, Ash makes from the track it that oh, senses that micro movements in the air or whatever. Yeah. It's just a garbage box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like crap. The idea of how it works is crap. The, the In practice, I don't like the way they use it. <laughs> Pointed at doors so you can see if something's on the other side. No. You're in space. You freeze each other for 57 years at a time, and you're using that? <laughs> uh, they just froze this thing. The whole movie would have ended right there. Why don't they freeze it? <laughs> I guess uh, Ridley Scott told Yafit Koto, who's, he's the guy who played Parker, mm-hmm. to just kind of be annoying to the cast. Really? Be like crappy to everybody. <laughs> so a lot of like the little microaggressions we see, like when he makes he makes uh, Ash get out of his seat. That's just all oh, him yeah, yeah. improving, being a jerk to the cast. <laughs> I liked it. He's my favorite in this movie. <laughs> Even right there, I thought that was weird. Ash didn't argue at all. He just immediately, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we get little hints that he's weird. Because <laughs> yeah. you would think he's like in the hierarchy. would be high, The science officer would be a higher status yeah. than the engineer guy. He'd be the one sitting next to the captain. Yeah, but no, he just gets up and moves. Okay. Yeah, especially because since he gets paid more. Yeah. Everyone gets paid more. Yeah, than they were they arguing that the whole time. <laughs> when they're checking the atmosphere. How can we only get half a share? Yeah. When they're checking the atmosphere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he says, like, they, they break down the molecules and everything that's in the atmosphere. Right. He says, y- y- you could breathe there. Or you could walk there. What's the gravity? He's like, 0.86. You could walk there. He doesn't say we could walk there. Yeah. He says, you could walk there. Yeah. Like, we get little hits. Well, he ain't going nowhere. He got to save himself for the mission. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that you as in humans. Maybe. I never looked at it that way. He doesn't say we can walk there. He says you can. I feel like he's saying humans can walk there. Well, they obviously can't breathe. Talking about all this nitrogen in the air and all this stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering why they even bothered to bring that guy back <laughs> with this alien on his face. Yeah, since, I know. And since his helmet was blown apart and the alien went through it and created a giant hole in it. Yeah. Why would you even assume there's a face left? And especially when they're just going to shoot him out into fucking space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you were going to do that, why'd you have to take him off the planet? Yeah. Well, they only did that after the alien came off of him and ripped open his stomach. Right. That's what Bob's saying. You, I mean, when you saw that thing laying there, you'd think he's dead anyway. Why would you yeah. do that? Giant hole in his helmet in an atmosphere they can't breathe in. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have an alien creature stuck to him. Why bring him back? Anyone else would have just ran. Yeah, I'd be like, well, he's done. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to hunt him down and find him because they weren't even together when that happened. Obviously, that thing came out of the egg he was laying next to. (laughs) It must have been mind-blowing when Dallas dies. Because the one that it seems like we're getting set up to think is the 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 hero hero of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that has to bring him back. Don't leave no man behind. He formulates think, all the plans. I think the first thing, time I watched this, I thought it was going to be two of them escaping. I thought it was going to be him and Ripley escaping. Yeah. I think the original had more. You just had to use your imagination for more. Yeah. Ridley Scott said, it, nothing scarier than the thing you thought you saw. Yeah. You have to agree with that. It took so long in this movie before you've seen any type of alien. Yeah. The first, first glimpse of any of this alien you see is when it bursts out the guy's chest. Yep. And it looks cartoony. And then it's another half hour before you see the other one. Yeah. <laughs> see it grown up. That's petrifying. <laughs> Absolutely that petrifying. terrified the cast legitimately. <laughs> There's a rumor going around that they didn't know 
that it was going to burst out. They knew. They knew it was going to burst out. Yeah. But they didn't know it was going to be as gruesome as it was. They didn't expect the blood to be sprayed everywhere. <laughs> Lambert, the actress who played Lambert. Yeah. She, that's her genuine. She got doused. They said there's going to be a little bit of a spurt of blood. Yeah. And she gets like a she gallon of blood. Yeah. <laughs> her screams were legit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my cat ended up with a worm in the side of its stomach, stomach when I was like four or five. Blasted out the airlock. And <laughs> it would come up and breathe air and then go back into my cat. Oh, God. From that moment on, I have been petrified of flies landing on me or anything that can lay an egg it's in like you. Bot fly? I don't know. We never found out. My family was too cheap to take the animals. Did you eat but- it? No. Yo, if I had an animal that another animal was crawling in and out of, I wouldn't have that animal very long. I would have no animals. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, I'm petrified of microorganisms. Parasite. That, parasites yeah. that live in your body. That's a real fear, man. And this movie brings it out. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I'm petrified of this. It makes me jump every time I see it. Is the idea of something living in you and eating off of you and coming out. Yeah. Because it's a real thing. It's It happens. It's not far-fetched. It's, it's reality. It's not just a monster movie. Like, <laughs> and how long did it take that thing to grow? Not very not long. Not long. No. Like and it has two different features of what scares you in this one. You're you're afraid of the the monster movie aspect at the end, where it's like a creature chasing them. But then there's the body invasion of the body yeah, snatcher. They really <laughs> go into that. Prometheus does it. I don't know why I keep bringing up Prometheus with the eyeball worm. Yeah, the worm no. that's in his eye. Oh yeah, they take it a step further with that. That that stuff is gruesome. I I hate that the idea of that feeling that in your stomach. <laughs> Ooh. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> no, Brooks is so good. We're going to have to do that movie eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, un- unfortunately, be the follow-up what sucks Alien. about that movie is that's the first time I've seen that scene. No, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the Alien scene first. I only saw the Mel Brooks version first. So really? it never will hit me the way it hit audiences in 79. Wow. Kind of ruined it. It's all you can think about. Yeah, this was like the first sci-fi horror ever, really, right? I think so. No, well, because they were debating, like the studios were debating whether it would be a good idea or not. Yeah, in, in like the new Hollywood, they call it yeah. time. But there, there was a ton of sci-fi horrors that he, that Scott even says he took the inspiration from, like the one where they land on a planet. It's a cargo crew, and they yeah. find the eggs. And there's like the Promethean that's dead, sitting in that chair, the big huge one. Right. He yeah. said he lifted directly from another sci-fi horror from the fifties. Really, it's all fifties sci-fi horrors that uh-huh. he. He says, I didn't steal Alien from any movie. I stole Alien from every movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because those movies weren't like really big hits. They were yeah. like all considered like B movies. Yeah. They were all like mystery science theater. This was the first one where they were going, going full out trying to make, right. a, make a blockbuster out of one. But that kind of was Hollywood back then. Yeah. Was those movies. Yeah. I suppose. We're talking about like the 50s. But once yeah. the like late 60s, 70s emerged, then it's like the. The creatives in Hollywood had more control over the movies than the studios did. Before right. that, in the fifties, with like the golden age, I think they call it, yeah. is when the studios had more control and creatives just did what they were told. Yeah. And that's why we had all those crap fifties movies. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, seventies hits and blows up. Yeah, <laughs> we have the blockbusters. So I guess we're at the point where they're trying to take this thing off his head. Oh my god, that's so great! I love when they <laughs> cut the helmet. And they expose the head, the tail tightens. Yeah, yeah. Like it knows it's exposed. Everything about it is so good. I kept thinking of Carpenter yeah. when I'm watching this, and it 
<laughs> but it's it's Giger is where they get all the art style from, like the right. horror oh, sci-fi. Yeah. That guy must have a dark head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the alien, the design of the alien was was a painting of his, wasn't it? Yeah. Before the movie was ever thought of? Yeah, it, it was just a picture he had. But in the painting, I think it had eyes. And Giger's the one that decided. Yeah, it was a little bit different. Yeah. This, thing, this thing wouldn't have eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of had this black dome of a head. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it saw through the dome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we've had so many different versions now with like that not smooth heads oh, yeah. with the rigid heads. Well, it depends. The way it turns out, it depends on what the thing took over. Yeah. Like it took on characteristics of whatever the host was. And he, every time they touch this thing, it tightens around his neck. Yeah. So he decides he's going to try and pry the finger off and it tightens around his neck. Yeah. He decides he's going to try and cut it off. And it tries to burn a hole through the whole ship. Yeah, bleeds <laughs> acid. It's so scary. <laughs> you can't cut it. Why don't he freeze it? Yeah. That would make more sense, just flash freezing it. Yep. The she way it right Ash the describes its defense mechanism, though, you almost think it won't freeze. It has the ability to change its cells to a polymer. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... For, at the very least, freezing it would have made it come off the guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm under the assumption Kane's dead once The host would have froze. <laughs> well, I'm still upset with that because Ash has that machine he can put him in. He's seeing what's going on with the inside and everything, like an x-ray. So he should have put him in when the alien disconnected from him, and he should have saw the parasite growing in him. But he's not a good doctor because he didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvia's over here like, I'm starting to think that Ash is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think Ash necessarily cares one way or the other as long as yeah. he gets to bring no, that thing home. But if he was trying to bring it home, wouldn't it make sense? To freeze it? Yes. <laughs> you just freeze it and then all this goes on on Earth and yeah, Earth even, gets taken over even, quicker. Even if the face hugger didn't freeze, it'd be trapped in that cop capsule. Yeah. Ash, I mean, I think Ash was on the side of freezing it. He didn't want to remove it from his face. Dallas insisted. He even said, he's like, well, let's get it off his face. And, and Ash is like, well, wait a minute. And he's like, what? Do you want to take the risk of killing him by taking it off his face? I think Ash would have you, wanted you to You take full it. responsibility? Yeah. I think the crew is what the reason he doesn't get frozen. <clears throat> but I think Ash, if, if, if given his own laurels, he would freeze it and bring it home so they could study yeah. it. That was mission accomplished. I feel like Parker had You no got one science officer frozen. on the ship that nobody really knows. Nobody's worked with before. Right. Yeah. And if you froze it and brought it home, you could have a whole team of scientists working on it. Yeah. You think that would make more sense. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> Dallas is the one that decides not to freeze it. Right. Dallas isn't on board with taking it home. Yeah. No, Dallas made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. It bothered me nobody went for an axe. <laughs> yeah. At the end, when you see her getting into the uh, escape pod. Right. She hides in that little closet area. You see, like, a bunch of axes on the wall. It's like, wow, I would have been the one that... Get Give me the axe. <laughs> can't, though. Why? You cut this thing, it's going to burn. Oh, yeah. The There's, like, nothing you Still do to fight do it. against it. Which I didn't quite understand the fire, either. If you burn it, wouldn't that, like, expose the blood... Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. And they don't really ever really... Okay, if it... This is a problem with the sequel, I guess. But if if it really bleeds something that eats through the floor that's under it, 
then when they set up those turrets and it's taken out like 500 aliens at once, they should go to pick up those turrets next to a crater. <laughs> yeah. Next to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. It only burns through so much. Like it, stopped, it went through two floors and stopped. Right. Probably no more than like a floor of a house. Oh, whenever I watch space movies, I get upset. It makes it gives me anxiety when I see someone running that's not very tall. Yeah. And their head's just barely missing the top of it. I'm like, I would just be banging my head the whole time in that spaceship. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I was on a Boy Scout trip when I was a kid. We went on uh, an old battleship to camp out on this old battleship. And that's what it was like. Yeah. All, all the lower decks trying to go in and out is like like portals on a submarine. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Tiny little round doors to go through. <laughs> I'm not made to, to hunker. I mean, I get the idea. Like, if they start taking on water, they got to be able to seal off the doors. But make them a little bigger. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you would think you'd make anything have headroom that's – make it at least a foot higher than the average height. Yeah, really. Especially if you're, like, at full sprint trying to run and you're in a rush. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be dead. I'd die on that ship. <laughs> Just knock yourself out the first doorway you run through. door. <laughs> <laughs> me running around that ship is is, is like <laughs> those those videos where it's like step brother i'm stuck <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> get stuck in yeah, then some you get, cargo room then you get that alien butt hugger <laughs> oh no <laughs> i wonder if that's just because face is like the most accessible thing like I if, it, if it got you from behind it would be a butt hugger <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised that's not what they're going for there's no teeth to block that yeah orifice what it'd be easier to sneak up behind them it's a good question to ask just <laughs> biology for the biology biological pivotability scientifically speaking <laughs> pugematic pivotable more fake words what are brett does with, his, with that pencil afterwards <laughs> yeah, he kind of looked at it like, "Why did you give it back?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't want this here's, thing. Here's your pen back. I think just ate through metal. You're gonna rub the eraser of a pencil on it. Yeah, what does that do? <laughs> like, even when he grabs it, here, give me that. What do you got there? I feel like that was improv. He's like, what, "Give me that. What do you got there? Is it a pencil, screwdriver?" Yeah. Give me. <laughs> I was taking it as you're trying to see if it just stops or if there's a certain time limit where it becomes not potent i don't know i feel like it was the equivalent of let me poke it as it's as it's melting through the metal they're the metal the liquid metal and the acid are combining and it's weakening it yeah it's like like becoming more diluted with melted metal (laughs) i still feel like the pen should have just disintegrated because it touched it what did he call it what did uh, dallas call it something nucleic nucleonic acid acid, yeah (laughs) Must be what he's using for blood. Pretty sure that was made up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they should have put fake red blood in the android in case it cut himself given away. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like looking at that fluid at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> what they say it was? Caviar, spaghetti, and marbles? That's what his it, the robot's guts were made of? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's... <laughs> that's kind of what you're looking at. Like you, yeah. you see, they're like they talk about the face hugger that he used uh, oysters, mussels. Oh and yeah, what was the other thing? That looked pretty good. Yeah, it looks <laughs> great, and it's the reason Robert Aldrich because th- they didn't know the director. It wasn't like this was Ridley Scott's baby. This, this was 20th Century Fox just had one script with a spaceship in it after the like huge explosion that was Star Wars. Yeah, and so they're like, "What do we got?" And it was Alien. 
And so they, they had the movie. They found a bunch of good character actors, and they had like a, a small budget. And they were just looking for directors. They went through a bunch of people. Robert Aldrich was one that they went to. And he was like, for the for the face hugger, he's like, I don't know, I'll just go grab a liver or something from the market. They're not going to be thinking about that creature after the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the moment he didn't get that job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of didn't make any sense to me when they were examining the thing after it died. Does the acid just go dormant no, dormant after, yeah. after the thing dies? I don't know. Because they're poking around in its guts with these metal utensils that you'd think would just melt. Yeah. While they're poking it. <laughs> Another thing Aldrich suggested was instead of for the alien, they should just shave an orangutan. <laughs> just shave an orangutan. That would be the alien. People won't see it. It'll be dark. Wow. That was his idea for the monster of the movie. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> that poor orangutan. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to the orangutan. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Nobody wants to see a naked tang. Shave the orangutan, put all the hair on its butt. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reverse everything. <laughs> I swear, that's all my son screamed when we went to the zoo. It needs pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids are honest about when they see something like that. <laughs> First time I went to the Bronx Zoo, they had, I guess it's called a tapir. Mm-hmm. It's built kind of like a rhino, but it has one big feature, and that's its giant tapper that's between its legs oh, that God. it taps the ground with. And I guess mom said I was like, this is like a kindergarten trip. <laughs> Look at his freaking weenus. Look at the size of his weenus. And she's like grabbing me, pulling me away. The teacher's laughing. Oh, look at that thing's weenus. <laughs> They'll tell you how they see it. <laughs> no fear. So You're kidding. That was like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was a month ago. The size of that guy's weenus. I get annoyed with the updates from Ash because it, we get a bunch of back and forth between the characters here after Kane gets like he's still laying. It's gruesome because we see Kane's body laying in like the med bay, but like an hour later, it's just laying there, still face hugger on his face. He's still stuck. Yeah. It's, it's like oh, they they had to give up and go do other stuff. Ash will contact Alice and be like, Captain, that you should come see Kane. Oh, is there any, been any changes? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should just come see. And he shows up, and it's just him laying there, and the face hugger's gone. Yeah. You couldn't have mentioned that over the radio? Hey, this thing's on the loose? Yeah, seal the door no. or something. Is it something serious? Nah, you better just come up. Yeah. That's another thing. When they went in, it took him a good two, three minutes to shut that hack yeah. door. It was so, it's so weird. You think the first thing they would do when they run in that room, the first thing I would do is shut the door so he can't get out. Yeah. When he does it, it takes too long, so it almost feels like he's trapping him in. Yeah. Yeah. Like it gives the wrong feeling, which I guess <laughs> is what they wanted. I'm telling you, he put him up in the duck and he hit him. Apparently, there was people getting the idea from the movie that the cat was leading people to the aliens. He probably was because it was dumb to bring him. <laughs> nice Alaskan shepherd. Or no, was it Australian shepherd? Would have been a better pick. Yeah. <laughs> Companion? Man's best friend? Don't, I don't know. Dogs always give away your position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to bark at every damn thing. They train dogs to be professionals. <laughs> yeah, police dogs, they bark at the suspects. Come on. Yeah, but they're smart as hell. They know when not to bark. You know, supposedly barking is like dogs calling for help. Really? That's what barking's supposed to be. I feel like is. it has a bunch of meanings. They're not calling for help when they're yelling at them out the door. Something going on here. Get over here. Attention. I think Attention. Family Guy's <laughs> translation was the most accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Hey, other dog. 
Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty accurate. Maybe, I feel like that's what they're maybe saying. Sometimes. Yeah. Maybe they got their own language. Hey, know. other dog in the car. Do you see me? Hey, other dog. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I like Bob's translation. Our dogs are so, they're just not aggressive. Yeah, they dogs. say when a dog's not barking is when you got to worry about it. If it's, <laughs> if it's just growling and coming at you, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Ours bark at every. Nothing weird, though. We don't have any fun, like, quirky things they bark at. Like, I think it's weird that Jen's dog always barked at fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Like, firecrackers. If you just held your hand out with nothing in it and then pretended to have a lighter in the other hand. And her dog tried to eat fireworks. Yeah, she would want to eat them. You could throw them as far as you can. She's going to try to get it. You have yeah. to, like, lock the dog up on 4th yep. of July. <laughs> no doubt. Would chase him down trying to catch it before it blew up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what a dog would have done on the ship. It would have ran after this alien facehugger. It would have bit it, and it would have melted its face off. The only thing that happened to the freaking dog is the facehugger would have ended up on the dog's face. Yeah, then and had- then there would have been alien puppy dogs running around. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, I'm not trying to nitpick here. I'm just being devil's advocate. If it was a dog, it would have been easier to tell if the tracker was tracking the dog or the alien than it is to tell if it's tracking the little cat that's hiding in a little spot or the alien. No, it wouldn't. On that screen, you're right. It wouldn't because it's a garbage device. Sorry, yeah, on that screen, <laughs> both of the the person and the alien, the same size ball moving around. Yeah, he had it to gave stop us moving. no information. <laughs> yeah. On that screen, it's, it doesn't have. We have no concept of depth. If it's three D, if it's two D, what am I looking at? Is this the north south? Yeah, he couldn't tell. She couldn't tell him if it was behind him, in no. front of him, below him, on top of him. No, she was so useless in that moment. I'm like, oh, she's tracking it. That makes sense that she could see where he is compared to where he is. No, she has no idea where either of them are. She's like, <laughs> it's near you. It's gone. It's over near something. No, not that way. And he's going down. <laughs> what? It made me mad when he was in the tunnels. He didn't shoot the fire flame up to the side. Behind him. Like, he should have been shooting him all directions if you don't know where it is. Just Well, I guess they're limited, right? Because his, his ran out of fuel. And that was a big thing they kept having to go do is get fuel for their flamethrowers. Yeah. I remember in the Super Nintendo game, you ran out of fuel real quick. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever played that one. I feel like if that's the case, you don't put yourself in a small space that you can't get out of. Like a spaceship? Yep. Like yeah, I don't know if flamethrowers the best weapon. Yeah, there's a more recent... Alien game that's Xbox right now, I think. It's uh but it's more like a it's more like a horde of zombies game, but it's all aliens. These hordes of aliens coming at you. I've never really ever since the Super Nintendo one, I've had a hard time jumping into that those games. Because it's yeah. it's set up kind of like a first person shooter, but it's really slow and unresponsive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've never really gotten into those ones. You like those horde games and actually it's just so repetitive. I don't know, man. Back for blood. Just hit. Need to get in yeah. on that. Sylvia's playing it. Okay. No, I got her to play Tetris once in like 98. Yeah. <laughs> the only game I could get fixed with is Yu-Gi-Oh! And they don't have that. So it took this thing like 20 minutes to grow to full size. And they're walking around with a tiny little fishing net. <laughs> Dude, I was so mad about the net. I'm sure that's in my notes. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> to walk around with a cattle prod and a net to catch this eight-foot-tall xenomorph. Yeah. Well, they don't know it's that big yeah. yet. Yeah. Even before you knew it got big. Because, of course, how could you expect it to get that big? You still have seen what it's capable of thus far. Yeah. And you think a net with giant holes in it <laughs> and a cattle prod. 
Yeah, assuming it's still the same size as when it burst out of the guy's chest. Right through the holes. Yeah, it'd, it'd go through those that holes. That like, is nothing. Like, like there's a giant open garage door. Why the fuck do you have that <laughs> net? <laughs> Are you going to catch something out in space? Yeah. I still feel like when they put that huge spotlight on Jonesy in the corner, the cat is literally saying in its head, you stupid freaking humans. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what the cat is telegraphing. She is leading them to the alien. I still don't understand the alien motives. It's its whole purpose in life is just to kill. No, I think it's to take over. Colonies. It really isn't trying because to it's kill not, anyone. It's not eating them. No, yeah, it's trying to need- save them. It's trying to save them for for hatching. They yes. melt the metamorphosis phase. They call it what we see Tom Skerritt and and Kane. When she burns them, yeah. they're they're melting down into eggs. Usually, one melts down into eggs, and the other one's there to catch the. It's face punching hunger. holes through their heads. Yeah, <laughs> it's gruesome. It's like the worst version of a zombie movie. Your loved ones are hatching the next thing. Yeah, but there's no. They're on this ship now. There's no queen around. Yeah, they only had one face hugger to create one alien. So it's not like they're going to multiply now. Or are they? I don't know. It seemed to know to be on the escape shuttle. Yeah, yeah. Really. It seemed to have a destination <laughs> Earth mindset, and oh, it seems it very just... intelligent when it's being stealthy. Yes, yeah. like it has patience. I read something about that. This, like the this movie from beginning to end, like like from where the, where the face hugger first implanted the egg in the guy to grow. From that point to the end of the movie is like the whole lifespan of the alien. Huh. Like, like that's why it was moving so slow when it was on the escape shuttle. Yeah, it acted like it almost like it was injured. Yeah, like that's why that's why it was moving slow because it was it was getting old now. Huh. <laughs> that's weird. I took it as every time those like vent things was like the cooling system and it was getting chilled, so it couldn't move. It didn't want to come out because like it was maybe cold. it was hiding there to be to keep on the warm. Yeah, and then that she sent that thing off. Yeah, that's how I was taking it. Like the cold was attacking it, and it was like going into hibernation hmm. mode. I mean, it would make sense that they have a short lifespan as fast as they grow. It's a bug. You know? It's a nasty bug. They always die quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even, it even grows faster than bugs. I mean, <laughs> you think about a caterpillar cocooning itself and then growing into some a butterfly, something a little bit bigger. That, that, that still takes time. It takes yeah. a significant amount of time. This thing, this thing grew to full size in like 20 minutes. <laughs> We're going to have to look that up, how long a bug's, the shortest bug life is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I might want to make a note to do that right after we stop recording. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost like the movie plays out in real time. Maybe aside from the beginning part. Yeah, because we, they don't, I don't think they go to sleep. There's no, no like next day. Yeah. They get woken up to the beacon and this all happens before they go. Like they're going to have that last meal. Yeah. Before they get frozen again when they finally leave the the asteroid planet. Right. And that's when the chest burst I mean, comes out. We don't we don't know how long they left him sitting with that thing on the space. Yeah. That's about the only point where you, you kind of lose track of time, but everything else seems to play out in real time. Right. <laughs> Whose bunk was that? When Which? Ash is trying to shove a porno in uh Ripley's mouth. Ripley's mouth. Oh, that's got all the, like the the yeah. baby crib toys hanging from the ceiling. But then when you when you cut inside, it's just naked women all over the wall. <laughs> I know what the hell. <laughs> Who? Which one of them was the freak with the baby toys and the naked women? <laughs> I don't know. 
It feels like a Brett move. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's Brett's bunk. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I have a life of me can't understand those toys hanging from the ceiling. That was so weird. It was so weird. And they start shaking. Yeah. Like that's he notices them because they make noise because they're chiming. Yeah. Why were they moving? I don't know. That was, okay. That whole thing was weird. Sorry. Have to do it. Yeah. The female mayfly is the shortest living <laughs> bug. It lives less than five minutes after it's born. What the heck? Less than five minutes. It's That's got, ridiculous. It's got this alien beat then, I guess. <laughs> and its larva is in like lakes and it comes and flies for five minutes and dies. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> in any of these alien movies, every time you see like uh, uh, the eggs anywhere, there's always like freaking hundreds of them. Yeah. So it's like the, the whenever there's a queen born or something, it's like all she does. <laughs> yeah. She must lay eggs all day long and then just. See, dies. I had a different read from it. I always thought the queen was the one that came out of the Promethean. Because oh, the, the, the alien always ends up being like significantly bigger than the host. Yeah. Yeah. We see that one chest chestburster come out of that Promethean on the original planet. <clears throat> I always assume that's the queen. The queen's the one that usually has the, the extra oversized. I feel head. like everything that we're debating could be solved if we just watch the sequels again. Yeah. Because they do explain it. There's there's novels, there's yeah, literature. Yeah. The novelization of the of Alien, the first movie, yeah. has a bunch of chapters apparently that are told from the perspective of the cat, Jonesy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Literally what? you had me watch Alien how many months ago? Several. Several? Well, that was my first time ever watching it. Yeah. So I've only watched Alien for this year, the first time. I've only watched it once, so I cannot remember. Yeah, I've never watched them <clears> until <throat> this year. So I need to go. What about when the alien was dive. looking at the cat in the cage? They're communicating. It was telling him he was evil and he had to die. <laughs> cat was like, don't worry, I got your back. I'll set you up with some it almost It almost plays into the fact that it's like, like someone had the idea the cat was leading leading him to the alien. Like, yeah. now it's in the cage, you're useless, and then he knocks the cage to the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're no use to me now. Smash. <laughs> I think it was tracking body heat, the aliens tracking body heat. I think yeah, he thought the yeah. cat was hot. <laughs> maybe he was really attracted to the cat. The cat is hot. Yeah. That's besides the point. They actually <laughs> used four different cats. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, they went through the first three, kept going out the airlocks. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get a cat to act. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my cat would act. Pumpkin would be the king yeah. of all things. He'd be like, hey, what do you want me to do? I'll a give scene, you loving kisses and I'll roll over. That scene where the cat like <laughs> hissed like real bad, like it was terrified. Yeah. That was, they, they actually showed a dog. <laughs> they had a dog hidden behind this, this little wall or, or box or That's whatever. Cool. And when they wanted the cat to hiss on cue, they revealed the dog to the cat. That's great. <laughs> that wouldn't work for Pumpkin. <laughs> he would go over and give it love. <laughs> About how easy Ash's head comes off. Yeah, it wasn't that easy. He got beat pretty good with a, uh, what was it, a fire extinguisher? Did he? <laughs> mm -hmm. It was so weird. He has that weird freak out. Nothing about what he does seems to be like. It's not like he's evil. Spinning along the wall. Yeah. It's not like he turns evil. It's like he just breaks. Yeah. He lost control of his hands. Now his hands or fingers are all frozen. It was weird how he creeped up on Ripley when she was in Mother. Like she was just sitting there and then he was just there like a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. That was spooky. He traps her with the doors. I thank God I don't have a house set up that way where I could stop someone from walking by closing the door in front of him. Because I would do that all the time. <laughs> 
That'd get old real quick. Yeah, it would. For <laughs> you, they decide to put him back together because obviously he knows about these things. He might know how to kill it. And so they, they like hook him back together and it, it looks bad. He's all covered in this white gook. It's Where like they're trying to get the head to stand up right. The head's on the table and uh-huh. it kept falling over. That that's the one scene that I was like, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially because like they try to do a cut where her arm kind of blocks the face for a second, and then when it's unblocking it, it's clearly a real head now. Yeah, <laughs> like you could see the transition from fake head to real head. Yeah, yeah. yeah when they blocked it, it kind of it was almost like the whole screen went black for a second. Yeah, yeah. They all of a sudden <laughs> now it's the actor's head. Yeah, it just so happens to stay balanced that time. I mean, for for what they did at the time, I guess it worked. But <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be acceptable nowadays. No. <laughs> One thing that still holds up is, is the autopsy on that face hugger. Yeah. That would still work today in any movie. <laughs> and I, I would take that. I would take those silly little gimmicky, like where the alien runs across the table or, <laughs> yeah. or his head turning from fake to real head. I'll accept that in every new movie if they all just use practical effects. Yeah. If I didn't have to watch a cartoon and I could watch them make that happen on screen. Yeah, really. I'll take them once in a while. Oh, that looked bad, but what are you going to do? Yeah. No, now everything's got to be a cartoon. You got an actor in a green skin suit in a green room <laughs> with green dots everywhere and it's like now you act and this is going to be the new tutors yeah it's just, everything's painted <clears throat> in just need your face and mouth <laughs> yeah you see like the, the marvel movies when they show behind the scenes footage they're just canvas of green green everything's green they look ridiculous no <laughs> deleted scenes look at the dragon it's a dragon's head on a stick yeah <laughs> The big epic fight scene at the end and it's like every superhero's there and then you show the behind the scenes of how they filmed it and it's just like a guy <laughs> in a green room shot and then they shoot the next guy and they shoot the next guy. Yeah. Just layer them all on top of each it's other. It's such a bummer. I think that's why the price is going up in these movies too because it costs them so much to do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're that lazy. They're not going to know how to do it soon. Like, they can't risk, they can't the risk their actors being in actual fighting scenes. I mean. Yeah. Well, did you see what would happen in the sequel? <laughs> it's probably going to age the episode, but you see Alec Baldwin recently. Yeah, how does that happen again? Immediately, there's all kinds of kinds of conspiracy stuff popping up about that. Oh yeah, we're in the age where everybody gets to say something, and you could possibly read it online. Everything's a conspiracy now. Yeah, <laughs> I love he he just kind of mocks him when they bring him back to life, and then he he's just covered in it. It's like it makes me feel like. Yogurt with a little bit of milk put in it. Yeah. Kind of feeling. It's very gross to look at. (laughs) Apparently, he hated milk, too. Yeah. Well, it wasn't milk. (laughs) No? No. It would spoil in the heat. They were having a lot of problems with the Yeah, they had a lot of problems. Did you know uh, the scene where the, I guess that Promethean alien, the scene where they went in there, you know that wasn't the actors? Oh, yeah. That was children. They they put kids in the same type of suits and had them go in that room. Yeah, to make it look even bigger. So, yeah. Practical. It's great. Everybody wearing these spacesuits and, and walking around this planet, we're all passing out from the heat, yeah. including the children. Oh, <laughs> the guy in the in the alien costume was having issues. They had to keep nurses on on set to, to feed people oxygen and bring them back around when they pass out. Yeah. <laughs> there was no cooling system in any of the costumes. Yeah. And it was a heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> and you got the lights. Yeah, make it ten times hotter. And they were also spraying them with fake sweat. Yeah. Glycerin, which ended up being a problem because Sigourney Weaver found out she was allergic to cats and glycerin put together. <laughs> Great. 
So once they got rid of, they stopped spraying her with the fake sweat, she was fine. But when she was around the cat, she'd break out right. and have yeah. issues. Yeah. I think Jonesy always makes it to the second movie and then he's out. No, he goes on. Does was, he? was he in the second movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the second movie. I don't remember that. I think it's the fourth movie she realizes that by now he would have to have died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, it's been 57 years since the last time I fed him. <laughs> Well, I mean, if he keeps getting freeze blast for her trick. I know. So Dude, he should be the youngest cat ever. The way it plays out at the end, because there's kind of two endings. But when they, she decides <laughs> she's going to blow the ship, it's just her. She's the final one alive and Jones. She puts Jones in a freezer pod and closes it. I'm like, oh, cool. He gets his own little freezer pod. Yeah. And then goes on, gets undressed, gets, and then sees the xenomorph, has that whole back and forth with the xenomorph. <laughs> Then cuts to her doing her final transmission. She does that, and then she's like moving her hands. She looks down. She goes, "Come on, cat!" And then she goes and finally gets frozen. <laughs> so you took him back out of the freezer to read the <laughs> transmission, and then put him back. How many times are you gonna freeze and microwave this cat? <laughs> I thought she was just shutting it, and she didn't like set anything up because she was gonna have him sleep with her. Maybe looked like he had his own freezer pod. <laughs> I didn't even see another freezer pod. I was trying to figure that out because I was looking at the spacesuit. Her spacesuit. She put on the spacesuit and there was two other ones in there. I was trying to count them because I was trying to figure out how many freezer pods would be in there and how many people (laughs) could have gone and who would have had to like sleep with each other if they didn't have the space and more people could have got on the ship. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if it's just the amount of air. That's why they wouldn't have been able to do well, they don't have to f- breathe. They're frozen. That's true. Because they're all tiny. They're all really thin. I don't see why they couldn't have just pushed each other in and went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done that compared to being in the yeah. ship with the aliens trying to eat, like, It's like when me. you see, like, these horror movies. It'll be a group of four. Two, two people found another two group of people, and now there's four of us. And like, let's use your car. I can't. It's a two-seater. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I'll fit. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I'll find a spot. Off the trunk, I'll say Yeah. <laughs> there's no way all four of us can go. It's just a two-seater. Oh, no. Or it's like there's six of us and there's only four seats. No, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sitting on somebody's lap. Yeah. Or between their legs underneath the thing or laying on top of each other. And Jack could have fit on work. that door. Look, I've, been to the cir- I've, been, I've been to the circus. I've seen 15 clowns get out of a Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jack could have fit on the door. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, the movie Alien. The last yeah. scene with Jonesy. <laughs> I don't understand her kind of singing that song. It was her idea, too. Was it? Yeah, like it would calm her as she's getting ready to do something. It, it, I think it worked good. I yeah. liked it. I like when they add something in there that's not copy-paste. I think it what the character should they do. They could have had like some like under her breath kind of dialogue. She's talking to herself about killing this thing or something. You know? Maybe, yeah, but that's just more talking to the audience and saying what you should be thinking, which feels fake when you're watching it. Yeah. But when she's you're just singing a song, trying to calm yourself down, you are my, I, that feels real. Like I think I would do that if I was. I, I liked that idea, Maybe, but apparently you know, the I, studio hated it because I, they had to buy the rights. Oh yeah, and she just had this like off the cuff idea. I think my song would have been Vera Jaca because that's just the thing my grandmother would sing to me when I was little, yeah. and you can keep repeating it and keep going with it. That or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I don't think I would have been singing. No. No. 
I could have. That would work for me. I'd just be mumbling foul words about this thing. <laughs> I would be, dude. I'd be, I'd be reciting "City High." What would you do if your son was at home crying all alone? <laughs> yeah. Trying to calm myself down as I get ready to <laughs> go to war with this thing. I love the ending. It's like three beats before she finally gets it off the spaceship. I know. Yeah. And none of that was going to be there in the original story. Yeah. No. Originally, the script ended when she blows that ship up. When she blows up the Nostromo, it's end. Cut to credits. Yeah. And Ridley Scott's looking at it. The movie's done. He's like, there's something. It just doesn't have something. And so he went back and filmed. And it cost like another, tw- I think, over $2 million <laughs> to film her having that last uh, go around with the alien wow. on the actual escape <clears throat> shuttle. When she finds it sitting there all, is it wounded? And she freezes it and then shoots it out and then shoots the harpoon. That's all added on. Originally, it just ended with her blowing the space up and it would have been over. You yeah, just assume the idea. alien was on that. Yeah, it would have sucked. <clears throat> this is way better. He calls it the fourth act. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when she <clears throat> shoots him, the gun gets caught in the door. I don't know yeah. what he meant for that to happen. It's so it's- stressful. It constantly feels like he's going to get back in. He but catches it- the door on his way out. It's like, oh, God, it wasn't enough. Yeah. But I like that he kind of gets put in the blasters for the... Yeah, like it was trying to crawl back in through, yeah. the, through the engine. So and smart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he gets blasted with the fire from the engine. So good. And that's just one. Every other alien movie, there's going to be like hordes, multiple armies yeah. of them. Just one cleared out <laughs> that whole crew. Nope. Wasn't a huge crew. For the amount of stuff they were lugging. No, there was what, six or seven of them? Seven so, and a cat. Yeah. One person and the cat escaped. Technically six in the cat since the other one wasn't alive. Yeah, the robot duck. <laughs> yeah. And they still couldn't figure out how to give them. I think she, a way she, to she and she still mentioned his name in the end. She did. Like as being dead. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 comes back in the sequel too. Wasn't it just his face? Well it's it's we don't realize that before he gets killed, he Downloaded. uploads his his like consciousness into the Nostromo. And so when in the sequel, for some reason, they found the remnants of the Nostromo and they're going to pick up the old bits of it to bring it back. And he ends up being in it and infects the new ship's computer and is a virus or something. That's cool. Yeah, they use him again. But he's like an AI. That makes more sense because how wonky he's acting if he downloaded himself. So that kind of shows he's like so is it wasn't the, there. Oh yeah, is it the second movie Lance Henriksen shows up in? Yeah, or is it the third one because he's one. in okay. the second one. Everybody knows he's a synthetic. In this one, they, nobody knows. Okay, and she just has this hatred for synthetics. Yeah, but obviously. <laughs> in that universe, they've never seen one go bad. That's the only time it's happened is with yeah. Ash. So she had no trust for Lance Henriksen's character, and, and then he ends up being like the hero. I love the sequel too. Yeah, this one's great on its own, but. There's a little more action in the sequel. There's a little, sequel's a little more involved in the storyline, too, I think. Yeah, and it, it's, like you said, action scenes. That's yeah. the one with Bill Paxton. It's game over, man. <laughs> yeah. This one, the original is really more of a, a suspenseful <clears throat> horror. Yeah. yeah. They really do suspense great. Yeah. This whole ambiance of the whole movie leading up to when you even first know there's an alien involved. Yeah. Is, is very suspenseful. <laughs> Before we see the final form of the alien, we, we get two jump scares from the cat alone. <laughs> it's me, Jones, the jump scare cat. <laughs> I love it. I love any time animals you, get to have a good. 
What about, oh my God, I love Parker so much and I hate the way he goes out. Damn it, Parker. Damn it, Lambert. <laughs> it was we, stupid Lambert's fault. Yes. Parker's the one move. that got pulled up into the That's Brett. Oh, okay. Brett gets that with the cat. The cat's like watching. Whatever. See, he does that good, Ridley Scott, where it's what you thought you saw is scarier than what I could put on the screen. When you hear the most visceral sounds of the creature yeah. attacking, yeah. it's cutting to the cat's face. <laughs> so you don't actually see it. You just can assume what's happening. Yeah. And then it'll cut back to him being dragged up. <laughs> so good. Love it. Parker, Lambert's it, standing against a wall. The alien just walks in the middle of the room between both of them unnoticed, apparently. <laughs> And you hear Parker screaming, Lambert, get out of the way. And he's got the flamethrower in his hand. Yeah. And she will not move. But the flamethrower's not lit, which is yeah, weird. Just frozen in fear. And yeah, she won't move. Move out of the way. I can't. Move out of the way. I can't. You hear it like three times. They have this yeah. back and forth. Finally, he decides to just, like, it grabs Lambert. So shoot him. No. He's going to mm-hmm. judo hip throw the alien. He, like, runs at it and tries to grapple with it and immediately gets... Tell tongue stamped. See, you, know, like, you ever have like one of those dreams where where it's a nightmare and you like like you can't scream. Yeah. Or if you try and run away, it's like you're running in mud. Or butt huggers. So you know that that kind of thing. I'm, I'm like I wonder if the something whatever it is that scared you in that dream, if it happened in real life, if you still wouldn't be able to scream. Like it'd be. Has anything ever scared you enough where you couldn't vocalize yourself? Right. No, because no. <laughs> she obviously was frozen. <laughs> she could not move. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I may have had that feeling before where I was so scared I couldn't move. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you see like you, I'm trying to think the only place I've ever heard that kind of thing is like, oh, I had this nightmare. Yeah. I've never actually heard anybody say that in real life, like in an actual situ- real life situation. <laughs> I'm wondering what we are, if we're flight or fight. Like, if we really got put in a bad situation, I think that depends how on the individual. One's. That's what I was going to say. Which one do you think you would be? Are you the one that's going to run? The one that's going to fight? Like, which one would would we be? I'm a snacker. So in when this met movie? with... Because Lambert's a f- just... <laughs> like, if we were the ones on that ship, you yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't know. After seeing the thing bleed and melt through the ship, I don't know if I'd want to fight it. No, I wouldn't put my hands on it. <laughs> no. I won't die like Parker. I'd probably go like Brett. I'd yeah. probably go looking for the damn cat. Sylvia would <laughs> yell at me to find the cat. Which is what happens. It's yeah. her cat. It's it's Ripley's cat. Yeah. Damn it, you let him go. Go get him by yourself. Yeah, we're, we're dead. Sylvia escapes with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> you in the net and <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you right now that if there is a way to leave the ship. It'd be me and my cat and whoever figured out how to follow me. Because yeah. I'm not staying on the ship for money. There's go- other are, ways to make money. Are we drawing straws? <laughs> that no. is bullshit. We have to go rescue. Go check out this beacon or else we won't get our share of the haul we just went and got. Yeah. yeah screw that. Whatever. <laughs> it's in your contract. So she activates the self-destruct, which takes like four dozen levers and knobs and like across two different rooms. <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes self-destruct, five minutes, no turning it off. Yeah. You have five minutes until you can't turn off the self-destruct. And then she starts trying to turn it off for some reason. <laughs> and, and can't. Because she's like, as she's trying to turn it off, she's like, and you've just lost the time to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. 
And she's trying to turn on the cooling systems for some reason. Yeah. I turned on the cooling systems. You can turn it off now. No. She just told you the rules. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what from that moment on when she sets up the self-destruct sequence, if you are susceptible to epileptic seizures, turn the movie off. <laughs> yeah. Because it is strobe light city for the rest of this film. That's something that kind of killed me. Hey, Ray, kind of like I could have done a better job creating the lights on the outside of the ship. <laughs> oh, those are bad lights, yeah. The Christmas lights hanging on the bottom. <laughs> white string of Christmas yeah. lights are the what are, what are they called? This that's the searchlights? Floodlights. Yeah, yeah. flood it's flood just lights. a string of Christmas lights. <laughs> it's a string of Christmas lights hung like haphazardly yeah, under the ship. They're not even uniform. It's not even they're not even the straight lines. No. It's just like squiggly like like a <laughs> child drew a squiggly line. You can see the paper. breeze knocking them back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are their floodlights. Oh my god. <laughs> I could I could have done a better job with crap I have laying yeah. around my house. And they say it. They're like, oh, <laughs> turning on the floodlights and they flip something and it sounds so heavy, like this huge metal cranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it shows the lights and they're just a string of two Christmas lights <laughs> under the ship. Oh, that took me out of it. That took me out of the like I was feeling the vibe of this movie and that just like turned it off for me for a little for while. For me, that's <laughs> That's movies for me. I love that shit. Really? That's why I'm so uh, in love with this Canon series I bought from Walmart. Watching the old <laughs> Chuck Norris movies, the stuff that doesn't look real makes me love the movie. Because they're going to get me in the next scene. The next scene's going to look amazing. Yeah. But it's going to have know, its little know, goofy you moments. You know, they paid, like, that lighting effect under that ship was like a $100,000 thing. It looks like Christmas lights. I know. <laughs> Setting it up and hiring the person to do it, that's like a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> they only had 11 million on this one that was the budget well yeah. it's the same thought pattern for painting a room in your house you paint it yourself you're painting it for what 40 50 dollars like for the paint and then you hire somebody to do it and you just spent 500 dollars because you had somebody paint your house they built, why they built all these sets they got all these computer panels the cockpit where they go to talk to mother is like there's a million lights in that yeah, room. it looks like cerebro <laughs> the the alien the alien ship they go in the alien ship and all the walls just look like like alien bones and and whatnot. the ship looks bi- bi- and, like biological and the yeah. one place they drop the ball is the string of Christmas lights under their own ship yeah the bad lights <laughs> like everything looks so badass throughout the whole movie except that yeah ah <laughs> oh, killed it for me <laughs> turn on the floodlights the exploding ship what? looks different in the <laughs> theatrical version compared to the director's cut because last night we watched the director's cut it, it looked great when the ship exploded it looked huge and yeah the theatrical version it's like all the rainbow colors and whatnot yeah it looks like <laughs> someone's on windows paint and making an orb and then stretching it <laughs> yeah. i didn't mind it it wasn't like what was it the black hole when we first saw the ship did we have any favorite scenes my nose is so stuffed this episode. I'm going to hate editing this. <laughs> I'm going to hate my voice. I know I am. I don't know. My favorite scene was dissecting the alien, I think. That the, looks so good. The, the face hugger. That's the one thing where it's like, out of all the movies I've ever seen, that's like the, one of the most realistic looking things I could have thought of. This is. I think this might be the first time I have to change my least favorite. Yeah. Which I guess we're doing favorites. I don't I'm rushing. I'm rushing it. <laughs> my favorite scene would probably be God, it's all so damn good. <laughs> this is one of the better movies we've done so far. Yeah. And he grumbled about it. I grumbled about it? Yes. 
Well, I, I kind of I said uh, that you picked the one that we're gonna have to really do justice for. Like, I always get worried when we pick a movie that like this has a huge fan base and a lot yeah. of information behind it and a lot of lore <clears throat> and like graphic novels and, and literature and like yeah. we're just jumping on like to talk about it. I get nervous. I get even, overwhelmed. Like, at a certain point, gonna... they even blended it together with another franchise. Yeah, <laughs> they just mix Predator and Alien together. Yep. There's Alien versus Predator versus Ash from the Evil Dead. Really? <laughs> I think Alien has been in the X-Men universe once or twice. I think wow. so. It's, oh, yeah. I heard something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't some type of like superhero universe, but I forget which one. I don't know if it was X-Men or not. <clears throat> X-Men is just Marvel, so I mean, it could. <laughs> like, cinematically, I really like the argument scene when Dallas is dead and it this is the moment that Ripley really takes control. She's like, well, I say we continue with Dallas's plan. And everybody's like fighting and arguing, especially Parker. Yeah. And they have this argument where Parker's in the background, a little unfocused. And Ripley's actually in the foreground right next to the camera. And they're arguing with each other. And they're both on camera. But it's just really cool the way they did that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's it's the chestburster scene, though, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's the chestburster scene. That was pretty good. <laughs> Have to go with it. It's the chest scene. <laughs> there's not many horror scenes or things that actually send a shiver down your spine. Yeah. And that's what it does for me. And I can't get that from horror very much. No, it's one so of those moments. Happens, it's like it. the shining's blood coming out of the elevator. It's that scene <laughs> yeah. from the movie yeah. that's gonna always yeah. be there when you think about that movie. My least favorite was the way Ash acts when he's turned evil, quote unquote. But now that oh, we've yeah. talked about it, and you said that maybe he had already uploaded his AI, I said so that. he's. Oh, you said that, yeah. <laughs> so he's already running on half capacity brain. <laughs> now it's not my least favorite anymore. Thinking about it that way, which I'm sure maybe they weren't even thinking about well, it that way, but it works great. When that his way. head was bleeding that white liquid, what what was it that caused caused that? the initial cut? Yeah. I have no Nothing. idea. It Nothing. doesn't show you. It's just coming down when she's talking to him. Because she hasn't done anything Bump aggressive his, towards him. They're just arguing back and yeah. forth. his head going through one of these narrow doorways. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds yeah. you of like Total Recall when that piece of sweat comes down his face when he's talking. Like it's from nothing. <clears throat> but you know where the emotions no, are. But he doesn't me, have anything. It reminded me of Fifth Element when they're talking to that being and all of a sudden the barbecue sauce starts coming down their forehead. Yeah, that's yeah. Like there's no explanation as to where it comes from. Right, it's yeah. just dripping down from their hair. I wonder if that's something that was like accidentally cut out of the movie and no one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> how he how he cut his head. Or it's what he had to do to get the AI into the computer of the ship. Maybe. <laughs> Sylvia fixed everything I had a problem with about Ash. Maybe it was just something that went by so quick he could have blinked and missed it. I'm so yeah. proud I never do anything to fix problems with movies. So now I gotta pick I a new least favorite. <laughs> yeah. uh, least favorite scene when the alien runs across the table. Boom. <laughs> yeah. That looks bad. Yeah, it was bad. running across the table without running. Yeah. <laughs> when they, I don't mind that. It's like they pull it across the table on like a tape measure retracting it. <laughs> yeah. No, my least favorite was turn on the floodlights. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I love all the actors in it. They're all great character actors. They yeah. I mean everybody in this movie has been in other things that you Oh yeah. They're one of those people like, oh, that's that guy. I came <laughs> to the conclusion I like movies more that don't have a lot of actors in them. More than I like the ones where there's so many things going on and you meet a lot of people. I like actually getting to know my characters. Yeah. Clue seems a little much because there is a bunch of people in Clue. Yeah. I, I like the fact that it's a super simple story. 
Right. Like when you actually boil it down, it's it's very simple. Yet the whole movie is just the crazy things we're going to see. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Without H.R. Yeah, I mean, Giger's artwork, there's no movie here. The whole first half of the movie is just filler. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they start with the premise that they're going to go find this beacon, but that's about it. For the whole first and that hour ship, the another thing to tie it in with Prometheus, that ship that we see in Alien when they're walking up to it, it looks like a big horseshoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the ship in Prometheus that's falling down at them as they're running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you didn't see Prometheus. I think Prometheus is one that I started to watch and didn't get through. Okay. Yeah, it's only towards like the <clears throat> middle to the end it starts connecting with Alien. Really? I think I might have watched like the first half of it, something like that. I don't think I watched the whole thing. I don't think it's to die for. Like, it's not like you have to see Prometheus. Yeah. It's just it does pay. I mean, it's Ridley Scott's movie. He's paying homage to the first movie. Right. And it does play as sort of a, a prequel. <clears throat> it explains what happened before right. the Nostromo. Yeah, the fact that I never connected the two, it connected it as being like an alien movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the whole thing. <laughs> I did get one little chuckle, like when that cat was in the cage and Alien was looking at it. Yeah. I yeah. thought for sure it was going to open its mouth and bust through the, bust through the cage. Instead, That's it was what just you're waiting like, for. Oh, I can't get you. Smack. Yeah. Knock, knocked it off the table. <laughs> I thought like it was reading to see if it could use its biology. Oh, I've said biology 47 times this episode. Yeah. And Bob didn't say over the top once. <laughs> no. His DNA was compatible with its body. Which is probably a movie we're not going to do. What's that? Over the top. <laughs> oh, he said it. What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around. And it's like a switch that goes on. Oh, it's a switch that turns on the floodlights. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, activate the floodlights. Kashunk. <laughs> And it shows just nothing. Just <laughs> someone dangling a keychain with a pen flashlight on it. <laughs> yeah. oh, All right. We got to rate this thing. This is 10 for me. Yeah, I'm up around nine. I feel like I've been throwing 10s out, but if the movie deserves a 10, I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> I'm dropping a whole point for those floodlights. Damn, dude. I'm on a nine. <laughs> I didn't really have a problem with that. There wasn't anything like took me completely out of the movie that irritated. No, it's a near perfect film. Everything else to me was perfect. I if, would give it a ten if it was not for those if, floodlights. If that editor cut the six <laughs> seconds that showed those floodlights, Bob would have gave this a perfect ten. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that six second establishing shot has ruined I mean, the perfect. All the 10. other space like views from space of the spaceship looked amazing. Yeah, it, I thought those were real ships in space. I mean, it looked great. There's no way to look at those lights and not the way think the one should detached lights. from the other. Everything looks so good. Yeah, those Christmas lights. They're why? Really why bad. is that the spot where you cut your budget? <laughs> they could just not put them on. Yeah, there were other spotlights in the background that looked better. Yeah. <laughs> what about the? This was weird. They had like the circle light on Lambert when we see the silhouette of the alien. And it looks like a stage spotlight. Really? Lambert and, and Parker are getting like fuel tanks. Yeah. And the alien shows up and pins Lambert against the wall. But as he shows up, you see the shadow in the, the big circle light that's on Lambert stand up and you see the head. And you realize it's not Parker. It's the alien. Why is that spotlight on her like stage spotlight lighting? <laughs> Oh, no. It's like the circle around James Bond in the beginning of every Bond movie when he's yeah. walking across. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that bad. 
I don't know. The only part Lambert ever creeped me out or I was thinking about him and anything was when the water is coming off the ceiling or whatever the water is. That's Bert. Or, uh, not Bert. Brett. Brett. Okay, Brett. And he opens his mouth. I'm just like yeah. skeeved out about. I that had a note whole about thing. that too. Actually, that might be my least favorite because <laughs> that's not water, Brett. And you're an engineer. You know how this ship works. There shouldn't be that dripping. You should be trying to figure out how to fix that. Yeah. To be honest with you, and not drinking it. I really thought they were going to show some eggs getting like put down there because of yeah. how wet and icky it was. That's one thing that's fixed in the director's cut is when they when that happens, they show the alien hanging upside down, but. Like, if you're not paying attention, you don't see it. It's, like, hidden yeah. in the darkness. Yeah. It's not in the theatrical version, though. Yeah, you got all this other stuff hanging from up there, too. All these hoses and cables and all yeah. that stuff. It kind of blended in. I can... It's, <clears throat> it's going to be a 10. But that was the only part that I kind of didn't like. But it was just because I'm anal ridiculous about what goes in my body, and that would never happen. That was your stage name, right? <laughs> anal ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. When you were shooting those butthugger movies? Oh, God. <laughs> Invasion of the Butthuggers. We did watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers the other day for the first we time, did. both of us. It was fun. The original one. Yeah, it. it's great. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it may <laughs> be in a pick next Halloween. <laughs> that would be his first black and white, by the way. There's so many similar movies to that. That's what makes these great. Like, I mean, <laughs> Alien. Alien has been copied and, and redone yeah. so many times since 1979, but that's what makes it great watching the original. It's like, this is the first time someone thought of this. Yeah. Uh, Halloween. Which, yeah, it would have come out before this comes out. That, yeah, everybody's done the Michael Myers things in that movie so much that almost the scares don't work anymore. Right. But that was the first time. And that's what's amazing about it. Yeah, they kind of, even even the ones that try and mimic the old ones kind of give up on the plot. Yeah. Like the, the originals had more of a story than the ones that try and copy them. They don't know how to follow a story anymore, I feel like. Like, it's really hard to find a really good writer that knows how to tie things in and not just make it all action or that, special effects. You got that horror movie that Kane did, See No Evil. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of, like, a Michael Myers character. But there's not a lot of, there's no substance to it. No, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't franchise worthy. Yeah. Like, um, I really and love. now he's married. How they did Pan's <laughs> yeah. Labyrinth. That's a newer one, but it has a story. Oh, yeah. And I love that. Guillermo del Toro we're talking about. Yeah. That's a filmmaker. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. We haven't done any of his yet, have we? No, I was thinking I about think so. Pan's Labyrinth, but it was too hard to try to figure out how to talk about it, I think. There's a lot to talk about in that one. That 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 one scene for me, when we talk about like the elevator blood scene in The Shining and the yeah. chestburster and Alien, is the bottle to the nose scene. <laughs> oh yeah, you ever watch Pan's Labyrinth? I long time ago. There's a point where a guy says something to like the bad guy, and he takes a like a whiskey bottle and just bangs it into his nose and holds the back of his head and keeps doing it. And we watch the nose break into his face. Oh god! Oh, I remember that. It's pretty rough, <laughs> but Great it's movie. so good for somebody that's like doesn't like silent films. I think everyone would like that one. You know Guillermo del Toro's dad got uh, kidnapped in Mexico and held for ransom because Guillermo del Toro was so famous as a director in America. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did he pay for him to come back? <laughs> I don't know. I think he, think he did. <laughs> I don't know. He got famous, made all this money, and he still left his father in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I think he could have brought him over. 
I wonder how many people are saying, I wish my father and mother got kidnapped. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're going to get. I have $7. Can I have, can I have them back? No. Can I have their stuff? <laughs> can I have their dollars? <laughs> There's some horrible people out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's not a movie. <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. <laughs> is there anything we, we've missed or we should have brought up? Probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any suggestions for future titles you think we should review? The email is moviesagainsttime at gmail.com. A lot of podcasts will have like suggestions at moviesagainsttime.com or something like that. We right. don't. We have a Gmail. And that's it. It's, I don't want to learn how to do new things. <laughs> Our social handle is Movies Against on Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Help us grow this thing. New episode every two weeks on Wednesday. Until next time. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Draw me like your French girl. I'll have what she's having. What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around. And it's like a switch that goes on. All right, come on, man. That's over the top. Ah, monster.